Caroline. And I am Nafira. And welcome back to another episode of the Ad Aster podcast. Today we're going to be talking about self-care. We also want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving, even though I'm pretty sure Thanksgiving might be only like an American and Canadian holiday. But still, no matter where you are, happy Thanksgiving. Wherever we are, it's always a good practice to be grateful for what we have, for our bodies, for our minds. Even when the world is as it is, there's always things that we can find to be grateful for and do the best with what we can. And self-care is really just taking time for yourself, being kind to yourself, and treating your body with the respect that it deserves. So yeah, hopefully you can take this Thanksgiving not only to be grateful for all the things you have around you, but also for all the awesome things you already have inside yourself. For sure. I guess we were all going to just talk really briefly about our own experience with self-care. Like you, Nifira? Sure. I think I'm going to talk about how self-care is like something that I've been practicing for like a month now. Because I'm going to be honest, I didn't really take much care of myself for like the last three weeks. And I've been like not three months, actually. And I've been kind of overworking myself because like my deadlines are kind of close and my exams are kind of close. And like, yeah. But like amidst that, I kind of forgot how important mental stability was and how I've been like, you know, stressing myself out and like forcing myself to go beyond a limit that I can take. I mean, I'm a human. I could only take so much. So self-care for me is just accepting the fact that it's okay to like calm down and just breathe and just take care of yourself at times when things get a little too overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I also, for a while, I didn't really practice a ton of self-care because I kind of was running on autopilot. I don't know if any of you guys have had the feeling or kind of just living every day. Like, you feel like you're almost like surviving rather than like actually living, taking a breath, taking a step back because many environments, even right, especially right now in the pandemic, have gotten also increasingly competitive And sometimes it's hard to really realize we're living in a really unprecedented time and it's okay to really not be okay. It's scary what's going on and you have to really try to take some time for yourself, however much time you have or like whenever you can do it. Even if it's only five minutes a day, that's all you can manage. Sometimes that's all I can manage and that's all you really can do, to be honest. Yeah, I totally feel what Maddie was saying on running on autopilot last year I was a freshman in high school and I kind of had no clue what was going on and I was just trying to I guess set a good foundation for high school and get involved in a lot of things and try to do my best in all those things and then school got canceled and then it was like this giant like sledgehammer someone just threw into the middle of my high school career and it was like kind of the first time um one of the things I couldn't really plan out like I sometimes get a little bit obsessive with planning. Like when I get anxious, I sometimes write down everything I think my resume will include by the time I graduate high school, (laughs) which is like kind of problematic. But also it's just like one way that I kind of deal with all the thoughts in my brain. Like a lot of things, the pandemic was both a loss and an opportunity to kind of reflect on everything that I wanted to improve on. And definitely one of those big things was self-care. It can be a productive use of time to be kind to yourself and to do self-care. I think a lot of us, I don't want to like brag about ourselves, but like I think we're all pretty like high achieving. We're pretty hardworking. We get involved in a lot of things. And sometimes I think it's easy to fall into the trap where, oh, if I'm not constantly working on 
my project or my assignment or my writing and I'm not being a productive and worthwhile human being. And that's really not the case because treating yourself with kindness and giving yourself time to recharge, that is a productive use of your time. It improves your productivity. It makes you happier. Making yourself happy is a good use of your time, basically. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I picked up a bunch of habits during quarantine that I didn't think about before. And I think it's really improved my life. So I'm going to try to share a few of them with you guys. So I don't know if anybody else had that phase in middle school where they would just read every book they saw. That was me. I was one of those kids. And I stopped reading as I got into middle school. I think it's a gradual thing. I stopped reading longer books and I started reading the news, which the news is depressing, y'all. And especially now, I found that it's way better to read fictional books. Maybe a part of that is escapism, but whatever. I've been reading a ton of books. And I really think that it is a good form of self-care, particularly as writers, because sometimes when you get into a really bad writer's block slump, what I do, actually, I started doing it is, I'm a poet. Have any of you guys done blackout poetry? You can take a page from like a book. I would scan one, so I'm not ripping out the page because that is a sin. But I would take out the page and I would color in the words and I would pick out a bunch of words to make a little line of a poem. I'd color it in so that only these few words were shown to make sentence or something. And then I would start a poem after that. So that was kind of something that was really good for writer's block because I always have writer's block. And also my friends and I over Zoom because... Reading is obviously such a great tip for self-care, but so is hanging out with other people too. My friends and I started a book club over the quarantine to read a bunch of books because we were all kind of sad that we were really missing out on reading all these new books because in in our English classes, there was an assignment to do bonus points if we read some books and reviewed them. So we all started doing that. And that really was awesome, actually. And it also gave me an excuse to keep talking to people in any form that I could during the pandemic, because in Florida, we're going to go back to lockdown very soon. It's really not safe to really socialize in person, even though we're kind of not in lockdown. So I found that that's a great way to continue connecting and hang out with your friends when you can't do it. And also bonding over a similar hobby really strengthens your relationships. Now, another thing I started doing was, I think I saw it on TikTok, (laughs) but it was talking about how we are really living in an unprecedented time, and I've started journaling. My sister always used to do it. She keeps a diary, I think, of like every day, which is kind of scary. I don't do that because I don't have the time, but I've just started writing about what's going on in my life every few weeks to just a way to process everything that's going on that isn't writing poems or anything. I found that's really helpful also because it's a crazy time we're living in. And maybe when I look back on all of this, maybe I would want to read those entries or maybe they would be part of history. But either way, above all, it's also great to just process what's going on. Make sure you remember those important moments too, because I don't know about you guys, but I have the worst long-term memory. I don't remember anything about my child. My sister will be able to pull these stories out of her head and I just, I can't. So I started journaling so that I will remember that. Finally, I think the best thing that this pandemic has really given me is a chance to catch up on sleep because (laughs) 
I normally go to bed pretty early. Like I try to get around seven hours of sleep, but the increase from seven to eight hours does wonders for me. I cannot function now if I don't get seven to eight hours of sleep. And I really found that it's improved my mood. I'm more productive. And I know as writers, as a writer myself, you always feel like the best writing can come to you at 2 a.m. But we all need to take a step back and realize, is that true? Or is it just that we're relaxing at 2 a.m. And that's why we can come up with these ideas over in a, an environment where there's no pressure, nobody watching or anything. Maybe that's the reason why we're able to come up with these ideas. As someone that thought the best ideas came to them at 2 a.m., I can tell you, I have written decent pieces of writing of the same caliber that I would write at like 3 a.m. now at 12 noon or like 8 p.m. So those are all the things I tried. I would love to hear what you guys have done so far. I think I'm going to pitch in and talk about like things that I do for self-care. I think it's important to like have enough food and water and just maintain a healthy diet and just like have consume healthy snacks. Because I mean, as much as our mental, like something we don't really realize is that our mental health, a part of our mental health is actually dependent on our physical health as well. And it's important for us to um, kind of you know, take care of our body and stay hydrated because they do work as, um, I don't know, a medium to function, to make your brain function more, you know, in a more better way. And for us to like help and focus things, it's really important to have a diet that's actually healthy and enriched in all the nutrients. And it's important to like, you know, definitely not skip meals because this is something I do a lot, which is definitely not healthy because skipping meals do trigger my anxiety on like another level because, you know, I'm not hydrated. I don't have anything to back me up. So yeah, it's important for you to take care of yourself and have a healthy diet. Apart from that, I also think baking and cooking is a very essential step that helps you deal with anxiety. Cause I know a lot of people who bake and cook to deal with anxiety. And yes, it's definitely an amazing coping mechanism because it just, you know, helps you get your mind off something productive, productive. And yeah, baking and cooking is definitely something I would recommend 10 on 10. <laughs> Apart from that, setting limits in terms of writing, what you feel comfortable about is another thing that I would like want to put the pressure on. Because writing is first and foremost for you and it can always be used as a medium for self-exploration or like healing or understanding certain situations. Because here's something I did a long time ago and I've been doing it for like a while now. Basically, every time I feel bad, I don't really know where the emotions are coming from. I don't really know what the emotions are in general. So here's something I do. I take my notebook and just scribble down everything that comes in my head. I write things that don't even make sense. I mean, I know if I read it the second time, I wouldn't be able to make sense out of it. But here's just something I do because I honestly feel like it's so helpful because it's just at least you get to talk to yourself when things go wrong. Like it's just a reminder to yourself that it's okay. You're good. Even though you're not feeling your best right now, it's okay. You're still human. You're still having feelings. And sometimes that's just all you need to keep going. Apart from that, I also find myself 
engaged in praying. Now, not all of us are like so strictly religious as I am. I am kind of religious. So I do find myself praying a lot. I feel like praying is like a medium for me to just rant without like unfiltered and like without context. Cause like God knows what's up. God knows where I'm messing up and God knows like what's actually wrong with me. However, when I talk to people, I feel like I'm in a more vulnerable spot, even though I know my people are amazing and everyone I'm talking to are amazing people. But I still have to have that one fear in the back of my head, call it anxiety, that is like, oh, my God, you're vulnerable around people. But when I'm praying and when I'm ranting while praying, I know that, like, everything I'm saying is already something he knows. So it's just helpful. I can, like, literally just pour my heart out. And it's, like, seriously so helpful. And lastly, here's something I've been doing recently. Sometimes there are people that leave. And people leaving is something I'm not very good at coping with. Uh, And just because someone I've lost contact with is like, was an essential part of my life, doesn't mean that he or she will have to be here for so long. I mean, they can just leave and still be an amazing person in your life. And that's just how I want to keep things. But sometimes, you know, it just gets too heavy on me because I'm not the best person to let go. So when people leave, I tend to remember most of the things that we had together or like all the things we did together sometimes they're just songs and in my playlist every time I play a song even if it's not really a sad song it does remind me of a person of a certain somebody or like anyone who has left me or like anyone I'm not in contact with and just because we're not in contact anymore doesn't make any of us a bad person but the fact that certain songs remind me of them or like certain songs or have lyrics that make me relate to a certain part of my life that I don't want to go back and see again is sometimes really a toll on my mental health. So here's something I've learned to do for the last one month. If there's a song that reminds me of somebody or the lyrics hit hard or the lyrics make me think of someone I don't want to think about or like a certain part of my life that I don't want to go back to, no matter how much I love the song, I am learning to skip the song from the playlist and like shift to another song that does not at all on my mental health. Because obviously I'll get better. Obviously I'll feel better at some point of life. That's some. That's the day I'm going to come back and listen to it without having no attachment to it. Because I do believe that having an attachment to a song can do a lot on your mental health and I don't want to like go back to that phase of my life again because I'm trying to get over it right so yeah that's all I could point out from my self-care one of the big things that has helped me um, especially during quarantine with self-care is learning to deal with social media because there's so much to unpack when it comes to social media that it can be a platform for self-comparison but also connection can be a platform for finding opportunities and new friends but it can also a distraction from the real connections we have for example with our family what's been helping me is to go in with a purpose like every time i launch this app or this website give yourself a check like why am i going in to this platform am i just trying to escape a negative emotion am i trying to deal with my boredom um because if you're just going in aimlessly, then that's not really a productive way to use that platform. Instead, what I would recommend doing, of course, is to just every time you go into the platform, have a reason. Like, I want to watch a video on this specific topic. It doesn't have to be something serious. Like, if it's on YouTube, I watch a lot of K-pop videos. If I just need to watch, like, a K-pop video, I want to have, like, a specific video (laughs) in mind so I don't end up on, like, the endless scroll. Instagram and LinkedIn especially, I think, can be 
some of the best platforms for finding new connections, but some of the worst platforms for self-comparison and for our self-worth. I've obsessively watched a lot of those like productivity videos and how I got into like XYZ college (laughs) videos and those, to be frank, are not really a good use of your time. And most of the time they don't really make you feel better, they just make you feel worse about yourself. This is something I'm still working on. Like, I kind of had a binge of those videos last night at, like, 2 a.m. But it's just important. Like, each of us are taking steps to just recognize what you're doing when you do it. And it's just important to know that you don't really understand all the privileges or all the setbacks or all the issues that every individual person is going through. And the persona people put on the internet is not in any way a complete picture of who they are as a person. So. Just don't try to fit into the mold of other people. Just do things that you love. Use the time that you would use to compare yourself to other people on social media to pursue your passions and do what you actually love. If you do go on LinkedIn or Instagram or social media and kind of get sucked into the abyss of like self-comparison, at least try reaching out to those people. Like there are some people, some upperclassmen who I would like stalk for a really long time, which was not the most productive. But other students, a lot of times they're super nice and they're willing to give a lot of advice and a lot of guidance if you just ask for it. So don't be afraid to take that step and just reach out and say, I really like admire all your accomplishments in high school. I'd love to learn about XYZ or I just want you to know that you're like a role model for me because that kind of brightens up both of your days. And we just want social media to be from a positive perspective, from like connection and happiness. There's some books I recommend, like Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport has a lot of really good, like, actionable tips on how to set your own rules regarding social media and just, like, your digital connection in general. Also, watching The Social Dilemma on Netflix, really good documentary about the negative side of social media and why we need to control a relationship with it. For me personally, I took, like, I don't know, like, two weeks off of Instagram I had my brother change my password so that if I wanted to log back in, I'd have to ask him. And I just like put a quick post on my stories like, I'm going to be logging out for a bit. If you need me, like contact me at this number. It was not that big of a deal. Like people who needed me could contact me. They could just text me. Cutting that time out for me left a lot of new time I could use for like reading and conversations with my family. And so I'd recommend if you feel like you're getting kind of addicted, just take a little bit of a cleanse and see how that feels, and then set rules for how you use it. Use apps that block websites or apps based on certain criteria. Like, I use Stay Focused on Chrome. It's wonderful. One of my most favorite self-care tips is taking walks. Especially during quarantine, I've gone to the habit of taking walks just around the neighborhood. Um, So if it's comfortable for you, if it's safe for you, I would recommend like taking walks by yourself from time to time. And obviously have your phone with you, be able to contact people you need, but it can be a really good way for self-reflection, especially for me when I'm having writer's block, which is like all the time. I just go outside, I have my little phone. Sometimes I'll like listen to a podcast or music in the beginning, but it's important, I think, for me to eventually take time to just take out my earbuds, to not listen to anything, to just walk. Like feel your steps on the sidewalk, feel the air on your body, feel what it feels like to just be walking in this like quiet realm of existence and then I think the thoughts generally come out really easily for me at that point because I'm able to just be in my head and think and process and then I always have all these like really random notes I end up after my walks Um, and some of them are like 
very confusing but some of them have like good writing content that I take as inspiration like one of my pieces that I wrote recently was a stitched together amalgamation of all those images I wrote down during my walks so yeah just walks are amazing please try it out sometime and also you can try it with your friends and family too like it's a really good way to get to know your parents like I didn't talk to my dad that much before quarantine but we've been going on walks post every night and it's been a really cool way to get to know him more. Also, if you live in a really safe neighborhood and it's okay for you to take walks like alone at night, if there aren't that many people around and you feel comfortable, like sometimes just listening to happy music and like kind of dancing a little bit when you're walking can be really good for your mental health. If you just get into it, you're just like, I feel good. This music is happy. This walk is happy. And just let yourself be into that. Like that's really a happy moment. My moments dancing in the street make me feel like pretty dope. Kind of the final thing related to that is like exercise and physical activity in general. Like walking is one way of doing that, of course. Like running and jogging. And I also like play soccer. Just doing those sports um, and exercise can make you feel a little more in control, more focused. And just take a moment to take a break from your academics, from your bubble inside your home. Like especially if you can do it in nature, just being outside can really give you that breath of fresh air like literally and figuratively for your mind and just give you a break that you need from all the craziness in the world so yeah definitely make time for exercise make it a priority like put it in your calendar and also please try walks y'all like walks are amazing (laughs) i am a fellow supporter of walks i love walks dancing in the street at like okay if you're not safe going walking in the street like late at night like evening, like 5 to 6 p.m., peak dancing in the street vibes. All I'm saying. Oh my god, I will literally sneak out of my house like almost every day last year around like, I don't know, May or June (laughs) to just hang out. Like I have this little road that goes right beside my house. I would just literally hang out with my cousins and just dance on the street. And then one day my mom caught us and she was like, what are you guys doing? It's like 3 a.m. in the morning. What the hell are you guys doing in the street? Like, oh, and I like I was literally dancing when mom came in and mom was like, what the hell if you're again inside? You need to go see a psychiatrist or something. They're like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> That's so funny. Why can I picture it? So just to recap, my four self-care tips are reading, specifically reading outside of your genre. I found that reading like novels really helps my poetry. Um, Hanging out with friends. Right now it might have to be through Zoom or like iMessage or FaceTime even, but I found it really helps talking to other people and hanging out with your friends during this time. Um, journaling, just writing down like about your day, just to process everything that's going on and making sure that you get enough sleep. It's really important, y'all. And it really makes your life that much better. All right. My tips will definitely be to A, maintain a healthy diet no matter what, keep yourself hydrated, eat good food, stay safe, stay healthy, and bake or cook if you 
if you want to use that as a coping mechanism. Apart from that, also write, because writing will definitely help if you want to feel your emotions in a rather more organized manner. I think writing would definitely be just like your gate through. And pray. If you're religious, please pray. Trust me, this is like this one thing I would definitely 10 on 10 recommend. If you're religious, if you believe in religion, please give like praying a chance. You don't have to pray every day if you don't want to, obviously. But like give yourself some time and pray and just pour your heart out. And definitely skip songs that remind you of things that make you sad or a part of your life that you don't want to go back or a person or anything that makes you feel anything but happy. Skip songs. It's okay. We can always come back to it later. Then my top three tips would be one, to learn how to cope with your social media and to take breaks from social media. Just learn to use it in a more productive manner that's more focused on genuine connection rather than self-comparison. And then two, take walks. Just do it. Just do it like by yourself with your family while you're dancing in the streets. Just take walks. It does wonders for you. And then the third one is to do physical activity. So that can be in the form of walks or also running or jogging and just getting outside and breathing in fresh air and letting your body move and be happy. Well, yeah, we hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving and I guess a great holiday season since we are heading into December. Where did all the time go? Seriously, I feel like all the time. Just was like a black hole because the pandemic just absorbed it all. But all of us from Ad Aster hope you have a great Thanksgiving and we hope that you practice some of our self-care tips. Talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.